All right, we are back with another edition of the Happy Hour Hangout podcast. I am your host, Stephen, accompanied by my partner, as always, uh, Travis, quote-unquote, Trevor Neal. Trevor, what's up? <laughs> what's up, Steve? How are you, buddy? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, we are accompanied by a guy that, uh, gosh, you want to you want to you want to tally how many how many years we've known this guy? Oh, dude, I was actually before we hit record. So I was trying to think back. It was so Bell Valley days, right? Yep. So we're yep. back now. Uh, Dunk, when you came when you came to school, was it uh, was it seventh grade or sixth grade? It was seventh grade. So actually, I missed uh, the very first day of school back in '01 because I was flying back from my mom's place over in Belgium. And I literally landed and went to orientation at Bell Valley, whatever day that was in 01, and then started the next day of school. Yeah. So 01 all the way to 20. So uh, 19 years. Yep. <laughs> there you go, Steve. <laughs> yeah, we've, been, we've, been, I, uh, we've known each other for some time. Yeah. So you, you've known this guy 19 years. I've known him 17 years because I came to Illinois in 03. Um, but anyway, we're going to introduce the, the podcast universe to Duncan Zink. How are you, buddy? Doing doing well. How are you gentlemen doing today? Uh, oh, no complaints. Boy. I don't even know where to start. So good. Uh, <laughs> sports, sports are back, kind of. Uh, I, well, maybe that's for another episode, but I don't know if baseball is going to make it or not. Uh, some interesting news out well, there a little the bit. After the Marlins, yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, f- college football is uh, looking more and more questionable. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see if the bubble works in the NBA, I guess. Well, I mean, when you got people going off off campus, you know, and getting in trouble <laughs> yeah. for that. So, <laughs> I, I saw I saw that he he took a little bit of heat for that. One. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about our favorite hot wings if we really want to get into into that, but uh, <laughs> we're definitely not. We'll save that for a later later podcast. There you um, go. So we got Duncan on today. Uh, he's going to talk about his uh, career uh, as a Twitch streamer. You're on Twitch, correct? Yeah, I am now on Twitch. Um, so funny enough, I actually I started on Twitch, um, and then switched to Mixer back in December, mm. um, which is another streaming platform that was you know um, owned by Microsoft. And actually, a little over a month ago, they decided to sell off to Facebook. So yeah. off back to Twitch, I went, and and so um, back I, I'm back home, I guess, as you can mm-hmm. say. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. Nice. Well, we're we're basically going to talk about the world of, of video game streaming and doing it on a professional level. Um, I'm actually a huge gamer. I've not I've never considered myself good enough to do the streaming thing, but um, you've actually got a pretty good following, and so we're going to talk a lot about about a lot about that. Um, but we're going to go ahead and kick this off because obviously it's it's happy hour, so we got to do our taste test here real quick. So, uh, Travis, you didn't put any notes in here, so I you couldn't I couldn't spoil the fun. So why don't you go ahead and Pop that top and uh, yeah. tell me tell me what you're tasting. So I, I did that on purpose, Steve. I noticed you've been uh, jumping the gun a little bit on me here, so I want to keep That's it under wraps. I sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I went back into my uh, my favorite brewery, Four Hands. Uh, this is beer number three for our friends at Four Hands. Uh, scale of complexity, hazy IPA. Uh, it's one of their. Uh, it was a seasonal beer, but they actually just recently announced that they're going to be keeping it year around, year around. Uh, and every four months, they're going to be uh, they're going to be tweaking the hops a little bit. So it's still going to be under the scale of complexity, you know, brand, if you will. Um, but uh, but anyway, so this this particular one's got uh, um, 
a little grapefruit floral, uh, some fruity stuff going on in it, but it's six and a half percent, real smooth, and still got that very strong uh, New England IPA going on. Uh, and then uh, uh, my favorite thing about Forehands is that they say what what you should pair it with. <laughs> and on the on the can, it says soft cheese and grilled meats. Uh, two things I can get behind. So uh, here we are. Another shout out to our friends at Forehands. This is getting a little ridiculous, but damn, do I love their beer. So cheers All to right. you guys. Two, two things. One, uh, did you grill any meat tonight? Uh, no, actually, today was uh, talk, Taco Monday. I jumped the gun a little bit, so we went, we went Taco Monday. That's the worst two, two words in a row I've ever heard. <laughs> Fair um, enough. Duncan, you're, you're in Baltimore. Do you drink four hands at all? Do you get four hands up there at all? <clears throat> I have drank it before. I, you know, honestly, I don't know if we get it up here. So for those who haven't been to the East Coast, um, it was actually a very weird experience moving out here. Um, because you can't just go to the gas station or like grocery store and get beer. It's actually a real pain in the rear. Wow. So <laughs> you actually have to go to like a, like actually go to a liquor store, um, in the Baltimore County area. They're not open on Sundays. Um, so you have to actually go to a specific store, to like even get the beer itself. So it's, it's its own, um, process as you will here in, here on the East coast. See, that's okay. fascinating to me because I, I would expect that in the South. But in Baltimore, that's a little confusing. You know, you've heard like the Bible Belt and all this, uh, you know, where they have like uh, beer closed, sales closed at, you know, six o'clock or whatever. But Baltimore, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have expected that. Would not have expected it. So I moved out here on business and the business I was doing at the time, I worked in like big box retailers. So Sam's Clubs, Costco's, BJ, stuff like that. Yeah. And so it was like two weeks in, I had finally moved into a place like, all right, so I finally settled down. I got a place. I'm going to like get, get everyone who's been in Sam's Clubs, you know, they have like the nice awesome variety packs right so i'm oh, like yeah. oh i'm gonna get me a nice variety pack go home and like celebrate for the weekend because i had like a really good rotation like so where's your beer they're like this is baltimore <laughs> <laughs> well where's right, your beer that's all they say. conversation over <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so I've, I've had four hands before pretty good beer company yeah that's awesome i'm just always curious by that because four hands is i mean God, you, you can't meet anybody it's like it's like asking somebody in st louis where they went to high school the, the next question you ask is what four hands is their favorite so yeah um, all right dunk you're up man tell us what you're tasting all right so i have a tropicana ipa it's from he- uh heavy seas beer company so it's actually here in baltimore it was actually the first local brew that i had when i first um, moved out here um it's a citrus ipa it's uh, 7.25, so around about where I normally like to be as far as on my IPA. Sometimes I like to go a little bit heavier. Um, just for you guys, it's got 45 IPUs, so, you know, just want to make sure I have that for you guys. Um, it does have a nice, like, really citrusy taste, too. I've, I've had it before, but I wanted to share it with you guys because it's an amazing taste. Very nice. What was that uh, alcohol content? Did it beat Travis's? Uh, 7.25. Trav, where are you at? It did. I'm 6.5. I'm Ooh, you're slipping. <clears throat> I am slipping. I appreciate you doing the IBUs thing. That was Tra- Travis was all gung ho about it, and then he kind of gave up on that dream, <laughs> made me look like a fool. You know, we keep trying to tweak our taste test, and he's not helping out the. Well, comments. I told myself when I was going to be on here, I had known that it was a big thing for you guys. I was like, I have no idea how many IBUs are in this thing, so I had to like, you know, really scour the the interwebs, as you call it these days, whatever the kids say, um, and I had to make sure I had that for you guys. So appreciate that. Alrighty, so I'm gonna start off my taste test with a question to the two of you. All right, let's hear. All right, have you guys ever had a nitrogen gas infused beer? I have not, but I've seen the videos and I've always wanted to. I have not. Okay, 
So what I am drinking is the uh, limited edition Budweiser Nitro Reserve Golds. It just came out a couple months ago. Bought these because uh, it was nice and fun and different and red, like the St. Louis Cardinals who came back this weekend. Um, and it's uh, 5% ABVs. Sorry, Dunk, I didn't get the IBUs. So, uh, <laughs> wow. Kind of a lone man on that one. So. <laughs> um, but it is labeled as a nitrogen gas-infused lager. Uh, it's got notes of toasted caramel malt. Um, so I usually do fun facts on this dunk. And so I got I got one. Basically, it describes what a nitrogen uh, beer is, is what it's called. Uh, it refers to a nitro beer. refers to the type of gas used in the carbonation process. And instead of that normal carbon dioxide that's used, beers are nit- nitrogenized with, obviously, nitrogen. Um and it gives the beer a smoother and creamier mouthfeel. So technically, these are actually designed to drink faster because uh, it settles quicker than regular beer. So it actually tells you that gets you drunker faster. So okay. careful if you ever drink a nitrogen-infused beer. But this actually has instructions on how to pour it. So you have to pour it in a glass to drink. So you actually have follow these instructions that's on the can. And if you're on YouTube, I don't know if you can see that. Um, but you essentially flip it like this. Three times. Don't be shaking it too hard, or else you're gonna have a mess on your hands. You uh, open it up for you to wear this one. <laughs> doing it off camera so nobody can see. <laughs> and you know how you pour it? You're supposed to pour it on the side of a glass. Yeah. With an angle, you, right, right, right. You you pour it straight down the center. No kids. All right. And it just you let it kind of obviously it looks like there's nothing but foam, but you can see it kind of rising up i know it's hard to see but and that's actually how you're supposed to drink it and i can tell you because i'm a moron i didn't read the instructions and drink it out of a can first <laughs> and then i poured it in the glass the second time and it's actually a distinct difference in taste so i wanted to bring some fun education <laughs> oh, for you guys this one so, oh, well i think the first like, problem is they should have known you're not supposed to put instructions right, on a beer can so yeah yeah no instructions needed on a beer can there steve <laughs> just crack it open and enjoy <laughs> I like right. it. Well, Dunk did. Yeah, cheers, man. Cheers. Let's, uh, let, yeah, let's uh, let's get into the interview here a little bit. I, uh, uh, as we have mentioned, uh, we've known each other for uh, for quite a while, and uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, I know you're you're into the um, you're doing the streaming stuff and all that. But before we get into that, man, I wanted to kind of go through your your early years. Uh, you were a military kid, just like the the two of us, and. Yep. Um, you know, talk about where you lived and, and how you ended up in uh, in beautiful Belleville, Illinois. So it's actually a really funny, um, s- like, small world, full circle thing that I ended up back here on the East Coast. Because I was actually born in Walter Reed Hosp- Hospital right out here, you know, in, in Baltimore, D.C. area. Uh-huh. Um, my dad worked at the White House at the time. Um, and then when I was like, I don't know, like five, I guess. So like pre-K time, we moved overseas. Actually, I was in Belgium for a couple of years. Um, and then I was in El Paso, Texas, right down there next to the border for a few years, um, uh, up until Oh one, which is when I moved to, uh, Belleville, which is when I, you know, obviously got to meet you, Travis. Um, mm-hmm. and I think we kind of got to really connect on a different level cause we both knew our parents were finally like, whew, like we were in a spot for a while, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So it was nice for us to both know that like we met somebody that like we had a very common ground with, but we knew we like weren't leaving in three years, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Very true. Very true. That's uh, that's cool, man. And then I, I remember um, 
And then after after high school, uh, I want to hear a little bit of basketball stories. Uh, been a while since we've we've heard any fun ones. So uh, t- t- talk about that a little bit. So I had been talking with a couple different schools. Uh, as you remember, we played. You know, we played. Uh, I always tell people it's like a little Christian high school league. Basically, yeah. is essentially what we played in. Uh, so I was talking to a couple different schools, NIU, um, Creighton, before they really started blowing up. Um, and then my dad landed the job out at McKendree at the time. Um, and basically told me if I didn't, if I wanted help with paying for a school, that that was going to be where I had to go. Um, uh-huh. So I ended up going out to a couple of the open gyms that Statham and his assistant coach at the time, Echelbarger, would have. And essentially that was like a lot of colleges have is where the team got together. They ran pickup ball, you know, essentially practice without practice, essentially. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Way for the team to stay together, keep camaraderie. camaraderie. Uh, went out there for a couple weeks, was invited out to a scouting day and, you know, got offered to come out and play ball the following year. That's uh, that's neat. I uh, I always rem- am reminded of that and think, and I knew a guy that played a little college ball. In his day. <laughs> you, st- you still get out and run up and down the court a little bit, Dunk? You know, I, I wish I could do it more. Um, actually, my going into my sophomore year, um, I was going to um, – I love you, buddy. I was going to uh, – the summer camps and I was helping out with their like um, skills camps for like their grade school, middle school kids. Um, And then as you remember, we would go out on base and play with the soldiers during their lunch run. And I experienced an injury out there that they thought was originally just an AC joint sprain. And then the following year, I was actually looking at transferring up to uh, St. Martin's up in Washington where my mom lived. And it turned out that I needed reconstructive surgery. I never got it done. So at this point, I go out and I shoot basketball for like 15 minutes, even up the road with uh, Z-Man because he absolutely loves hoops. After about 15 minutes, I'm cooked. I'm done. So I I don't really get to play as much as I would love to nowadays. Z-Man's your son. Yeah, Zeke. Very nice. Dude, that's a shame with the shoulder, man. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm a, I'm the uh, overweight, uh, uh, underskilled and under athletic big man at your local runs. <laughs> I, I still get out there and play a little bit, but boy, it's uh, not not graceful by any means. I got more do of an you, old man. Do power you remember movie. Craig out there on base? The I don't old remember that dude name. with the double, uh, the double knee pads had the rec specs. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're dude, Craig, a, just a little bit taller, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, dude, there were a lot of dudes out on base that could play. And, oh yeah, uh, they they had the old man strength going too. I mean, at the time we were high school age guys, and so yeah, they they definitely had the old man strength. <laughs> I still keep in touch with some of those guys. Actually, you you remember uh, Farmer, the like tall? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He and him like talk basketball like every year nowadays. No kidding. Oh, yeah, that's cool. So how'd, uh, how'd you end up in Baltimore area after after school and everything? How'd you get out there? Yeah, so uh, you might remember we actually sat down at your parents' place ooh, 2013 maybe. This was when you were running one of the enterprises over in St. Louis at the time. Uh-huh. Um, and I was – I think I had either just taken over the Belleville location, Valvoline, or maybe I was in Collinsville at that yeah. point in time. Um, so I'd kind of been doing that for a while. Um, I absolutely hated working on cars. I still hate cars to this day. I, n- I never enjoyed working on cars. I just kind of fell into that gig, really, because I was good at sales. Um, went to go work at the dealership for a while and kind of just told myself I needed to get out. Yeah. And I got I got into this. Um, essentially, it was a um, multi-level marketing deal, but more of on like a big box retailer level. 
Yeah. Um, and I moved out here to help open up an office. Okay. I got you. Very nice. And, uh, and that you, ended up falling through because yeah. he ended up wanting to go in business with his dad because he couldn't hack it. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I shouldn't say that. He might watch this. Um, yeah, he ended up wanting to go in business with his dad because um, it was just, you know, there was a lot of work. Um, so at that point, I ended up being a um, – I was a zone manager in training. So I was overseeing for, funny enough, a St. Louis-based knife company. Uh, okay. If you go into, like, Costco or BJ, the guys come in there um, with the, like, really sharp, like, knives. Oh, yeah. Maybe you own a set at home. Uh <laughs> Uh, so I oversaw the Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. area. Okay. I gotcha. um, and then when Little Man was born, um, Allie was about to go back to work. Um, and so, like, I was making good money, but it was at the point where we were going to have to put, you know, Z-Man daycare. And we were wondering, is it worth as much as daycare is going to cost with me never being home? Is it going to be worth it? Um, so at that point, I, I kind of took some time off and did the stay-at-home dad thing. And honestly, that's kind of how I fell into the whole streaming gig. Well, let's jump into that then, actually, real quick, because I, I uh, obviously it's kind of why, why you're here. Um, kind of want to get an inside look of what that world's kind of like. Um, so you kind of just kind of gave a little bit of an introduction of what got you into that. Um, kind of decide a little bit or talk a little bit more kind of really what, what had you kind of pull the plug and say, you know what, I'm going to kind of go for this. Because I know that doing this is a, as a is a full on commitment. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's just as much of a business as trying to run a successful podcast. Um, you know, any kind of like side hustle to turn into the kind of the main hustle is, right. is, is a daunting task. So kind of dive in a little bit more of what kind of made you can just, you know, pull that lever down and say, you know what, I'm all in on this. So streaming was actually something that I had had my eyes on as far back <clears throat> as 2010 2011 um after the shoulder went out i was playing a whole bunch of a very popular video game that we all probably played if you had an xbox 360 at the time which was halo 3 of course um i actually had a team that was uh sponsored we did some lands we were uh sponsored to go down to orlando in 2010 for the national championships to go down and compete at the amateur bracket side of things um because you know by that time there was you know pro gamers that was kind of like the introduction of that whole thing um and at the time there was this website called justin tv which ended up getting bought out by amazon which is now twitch tv um and there were some these two guys i would always watch that played halo at the time that were like really starting to game you know game popularity they had like hundreds of viewers watching you'd see people donating um and I, that always like really intrigued me because for me when i got out of basketball like playing a competitive shooter um as travis will tell you from knowing me as a little kid i've always been like super competitive whether it's video games whether it's manhunt in the neighborhood um like i gotta win like that's my thing you know what i'm saying um so like halo kind of filled that like that void for me so when i got off of the road um i kind of got back into gaming a little bit um on our old 360 that we had here and i got and I started watching Twitch and um, at the time, which it's still a very big thing, but like Fortnite was all the craze. Yeah. I think anybody who knows video games knows Fortnite. And I just remember sitting there and thinking like, you don't have to be good in order to make this a living. Like you really just have to be entertaining. You know what I mean? That's something that I know 
a little something about like I'm okay with making a fool out of myself, which is I think where a lot of people who jump into it, they think they're either going to they think that they're going to be the next pro gamer and that's like kind of where they fail. They don't realize that it's really more of an entertainment portion of it. You know what I mean? Um, so you know, I would see people with five figures of viewers, you know, Tim the Tatman, Ninja, um, other people who had 10, 15, 20,000 viewers at a time. Like if I could get to a portion of that, a couple hundred viewers, like I could make this a living, you know what I'm saying? So, um, we had gotten our, um, tax refunds. We had a little bit of left over and, you know, we were kind of to the point. I was like, well, you know, let's go out, let's get an Xbox one. Let's get a connect. Because I knew that Xbox One had the capability to stream directly from it. Now, in retrospect, it's not the best way to stream. But it's a good way to start. Um, But it's kind of nice because now at this point when... Now I'm at the point where I'm at now. I'm not going to call myself a big streamer by any sort of mean. I'm, you know, I'm only at this point on Twitch talk, you know, stream to 30, 40, 50 people on a good day, right? On average. Now, obviously, through the course of a stream is a couple hundred people. But on average, at any point in time, you're going to see... You know, 25, 30, 45 people, depending on what kind of day it is. Um, you know, for me, is it was like, you know, if I just continue to grow and just do what, you know, if I just put my mind to it, like there's nothing that I like, why can't I do it? Right. So at this point, it's kind of funny watching people like, oh, well, I just stream on my Xbox. I don't think I could ever do it. It's like for me, I'm like, bro, like I started exactly where you're at. You just got to like realize that it's a process. You know what I'm saying? So you're officially on on Twitch now. I know you went back and forth from from Mixer. And for those who don't know, you know Mixer was a, a Facebook company that, uh, or I'm sorry, Mixer was run by Microsoft that sold the Facebook. Apologies. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you went you went back to Twitch. Uh, for those that um, want to know, your name is Yo, Yo Boy Q. Um, yep. Q has been your kind of nickname for. I guess going on 20 years at least. <laughs> um, so. uh, Q's been about 10 years. Back to the music days. Okay. Yeah. Um, that is a whole nother podcast. We'll go into your music career another time. Sorry, man. <laughs> um, and so, how how many how long have you actually been doing this as as an actual deal? So I've been streaming for a little over two years now. I want to say I started around about the middle of May 2018, um, and that was when I like first went live straight from my Xbox using my you know Connect webcam. Um, having to use my tablet as a way to monitor my chat because I couldn't have it on my, my Xbox. Um, and it, and it's kind of grown from there. It went from that to we got this PC. Um, once Allie got um, her PC upgraded at work, they let her bring this home. So I was able to kind of make it do the bare minimum that I needed it to do to stream wise. Uh-huh. So at least it was an upgrade from obviously not having a PC, but it's not a streaming PC by any sorts of the means. Uh, but it at least allowed me to buy a capture card buy not this mic, but another mic, a cheaper webcam upgrade my system a little bit at the time and then kind of, you know, grow from there. How much does the, uh, how much does the equipment uh, take into like consideration of the quality of the stream? Like, are we talking, is it drastically different? Like if you log on to a, you know, one of these, you know, you, you mentioned Ninja and I, I'm going to uh, grab onto that name. Cause that's the one that I actually know. That's um, one I love. No. Yeah. 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 It, so like if I hop on his it, I mean, and compare it to just a, uh, you know, maybe somebody a few levels below him, is it just that obvious that he's running a superior system? I think it depends on who you're asking. Is it somebody who yeah. watches a lot of stream? Yeah, it's going to be like significantly different for somebody who's just starting to watch gaming 
They're like, yeah. oh yeah, like he has a mic. They both sound clear because <clears throat> somebody even at my level knows how to, you know, use an equalizer, knows how to use other, um, yeah. you know, use other filters and stuff to make this mic that's one hundred and twenty dollars sound like a, you know, studio quality mic that he has. You know, I'm able to yeah. make it sound this much. You know, make it like the equivalence of this much of a difference. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, okay. Uh, but when you talk about the equivalence of what say ninjas running compared to like what I first started running off of, which was just the Xbox. I was using a wireless headset. That mic was the mic that my chat was hearing. It, it's a pretty significant difference for sure. Really? Yeah. Well, and then go, go into a little detail of, cause, cause I, I think the first thing that people think of that they, that they go, you know, I want to be a streamer is, you know what? What is the equipment that I need? But also, there, there's there's the bare minimum, and then there's the people that that you know what they really like to use and what they continue to add on as they kind of grow this this profession. Because uh, like I said, you've you've been able you've been doing this for two years. You've been able to actually add on quite a bit. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, you got a little bit of a setup that we can see. If you ever watch, if anyone ever watches, um, you know, your streams, you can kind of get a, a feel for kind of the equipment that you're running. Go over a little bit of kind of what the, the, the bare minimum it is and then kind of go over a little bit of what you're actually using um, to that, that you're kind of you like and are comfortable with. So the very basic, I mean, somebody can stream directly from their Xbox, right? They mm-hmm. can have an Xbox a, and they don't even need a like a webcam. Now, you, I think a webcam is always very beneficial, but it's not it's not yeah. necessary. There are definitely bigger streamers out there who don't use ones, but. They're very few and far in between. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people like to have the interactions. If I hit a really good shot or I have a really good play, people like to see my reaction to kind of add to the content, right? Other than just like the raise in my voice pitch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But so when I went from just my Xbox with the headset and my Connect, and I got this very basic PC, I even had to buy Windows 10 to put on it. We're talking about like that's how basic it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> Like I legit was able to buy the rest of my setup for, I want to say like 150, $200. You know, I got, um, a ring light. Um, I'm still rocking my, like it's called Osdom. I don't really know what kind of, I think it's a Chinese brand. I don't really know. A U S D O M is the name of like the webcam. Uh, it's, it's supposed to be 60 FPS. looks nice. Um, I had gotten a cheaper mic than this one. I think it was like a $35 bundle for the mic, the boom stand and the, the, um, power supply for it. Um, and then I got like some foam pieces for the wall because at the time I had moved into our master closet because I was tired of, of having Allie sleeping behind me and yelling at me for um, starting to scream too loud because I would start <laughs> streaming at 11 o'clock at night after I got off my shifts at Target at the time. Um, you know, so at least I can get a little bit louder in there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. And, and, and I know that there's a lot of people that talk about it that, that constantly say, Oh man, you're going to be spending upwards of of half grand, half a grand to get the equipment set up that you need to be able to do this effectively. And you know, obviously, based off what you just said, it's really not even close to that. So, for people that want to get into this, you really could use only two hundred dollars, and you can get yourself quite a nice setup to be able to at least get you know get yourself get yourself started. But yeah, I mean, as long um, as you have a PC, like a very basic PC. Again, like mine is like I can't run animated graphics on my on my stream. I can't do animated overlays. I have to be very careful with like what kind of alerts I put on. I can't have anything like too fancy popping up. Like it's very. 
I wouldn't call it bare bones because I've been able to like push my limits. I've kind of, you know, over the time kind of learned what my PC can handle. Right. But compared to what you see a lot of the bigger streamers doing, I, I can't quite do that when it comes to like new follower alerts. And when I go to like do transitions and stuff like that it, between scenes, it has to kind of, it, it's very restricted because of the PC that I currently have compared to the PC that I am probably going to be putting together. It should be put together by this time next month. So very nice. I uh, I want to get into the games, so I'm I'm fascinated by this because my the my, my gut tells me is that there's a number of different games that you can play and be successful, but then my my gut also tells me that the top people are like really damn good at one game and they just <laughs> hound that one game. Right. So I don't know. I could be off on both of those, but what game do you play? What's your strategy with that? What what are different strategies? Walk us through all that. So when I first started, um, again, you know, when I first started, Fortnite was very much like the very new craze. I wanted to check it out. Um, it was very hard for me to grow originally on Twitch because, you know, I was getting like two, three viewers. And that was like me on my cell phone, my buddy who was like watching halfway. <laughs> and, you know, Allie would have her have it on her phone when she went to bed. Right. Um, but so when you're talking about the thousands of people who are streaming Fortnite, like people would have to scroll down to like find me within, within uh -huh. the actual playlist itself. Um, so then at the time I've switched over to another battle Royale game that was called realm Royale it was made by this, um, studio called high res, uh -huh. um, started to pick up a little bit of steam. I was still on Twitch at the time I was getting up to like an average concurrent viewership of like seven to nine which even at that point once you get up to like just even those numbers you're at like the top like six four to six percent of streamers because a lot of people sit at yeah. like zero one two three four viewers right right um and then what actually made me decide to switch over to mixer at the time was this game called paladins now a lot of people don't know paladins but they've heard of overwatch maybe you guys have heard of them, or at least maybe steve's heard of them if he seems like you seem to be more of the gaming guy Yes, you, I know what you're talking about. Okay, so, so you know Overwatch. Okay, cool. Every yeah. game you have talked about, I have played at one point or another. Oh, <clears throat> perfect, perfect. Um, so Paladins, I've actually just recently become partnered with. Um, right. And that's really what I um, built my community around over on Mixer because it was one of the, I think it was at, on average, it was like one of their top five games. Um, I started waking up at five o'clock in the morning i'd be streaming by 6 a.m out here because it was a very big um european game as well so for me when i'm getting on at 6 a.m eastern time mm. you know that's like getting into the noon hours when you're talking about the uk and europe and obviously mm -hmm. farther over from there so it kind of allowed me to capture the u.s crowd as they woke up and were getting ready for work as well as the people as they're getting towards the back half of their work day and you know overseas and stuff like that um, so I think for a lot of people, it comes to when it, when it comes to like first building a brand, you do have people who play like a variety of games. They'll play one game on Tuesday and one game on Thursday, but you'll see people who build their brand the quickest. They find a game and they kind of stick with it and they have a lot of consistency with it, but it's not normally like a Fortnite or a call of duty. Like you kind of have to pick a game that's not quite as saturated, you know what I'm saying? That makes perfect wanna, sense. Yeah, I want to circle back to that because you actually kind of answered some questions that I that I had for you because I've actually followed your streaming career um, for the last two years and I have I've always and I know those I know these games they're you know games that you can download if you have a PlayStation P, you know PC or Xbox they're free mm -hmm. um, you know they make their money from you know kind of in game purchases and things like that and and just how many people play. And I've always I always found it curious at the time of, of why you know you chose those instead of kind of like the call of you know Call of Duty Modern Warfare right now, which is 
you know, the big, you know, the big one, the Fortnites and, and all that stuff. But I mean, actually, it was a beautiful strategic move on your part. If you're thinking in business logic of you have this game, you let's just say, you know, Realm Royale and Paladins, two games that you're really good at. And, mm-hmm. you know, a game that that if, when you're on a streaming uh, platform that not a lot of people are streaming because they're trying to get onto the, you know, the big dogs like the, the Fortnites and stuff. And then all of a sudden you found your niche. And that's right. kind of were turned into the revenue and the profits a little bit and the partnership and things like that. And, you know, when you get the deal with Mixer, totally answered all my questions, long story short. <laughs> um, but something that I actually wanted to to ask was, and so I've, I've, I've always kind of, um, you're talking about getting on at like five, six o'clock in the morning. A lot yep. of it has to do with the fact that the game you're playing has a big European following. I've always found it interesting of when people stream you know so you've got a lot of big ones you know someone that i actually follow a lot is stone mountain i think it's 64 he's on facebook yep really cool guy he's got a sexy beard like me yeah (laughs) it's debatable (laughs) (laughs) we'll go into beards next next episode too um but uh, I've always found it interesting of why people choose certain times. And obviously their following is strong enough that they can make that time work. And so you're talking about at, at one point, and I don't know if you're still doing this, but getting on at like six o'clock in the morning and streaming until a certain time, go through the, the, the mindset and the strategy that goes along with what times you are streaming and essentially why at those times. Okay. So for the longest time, what I was doing, um, you know, because obviously when I started doing this, I, I was doing the stay-at-home dad thing um, as well as kind of starting to dive into the streaming career, right? Trying to figure out how it works, kind of analyze it, looking at those things. So for me, what I started doing at first was I was doing like 11 to 2 because that was when little man was sitting, you know, laying down, taking a nap, or at least that's when we were trying to lay him down and put him down for he doesn't like to sleep long story short um so like that was when i started but then i realized like for me especially when i switched over to mixer there was kind of this gap between essentially from seven to about a about 10 o'clock you would have this kind of gap of where there was always new people kind of floating towards like the top of at the time i was playing paladins towards the top of the paladins category and the reason being was no one was streaming it like consistently that like, they do it like two, three days a week, maybe. Right. And so for me, I was like, well, if I start getting up and if I do this like first thing in the morning, cause I already like had connections. Like I would, like I would wake up and I would get into people's chats and network, you know, it, it's like anything you guys probably network with what you do, you know, DJs do the same thing. Right. So I had been in these guys chat. So I was like, I bet you if I start waking up and if I'm live, when these guys get offline, like there's a chance that every once in a while, like they're going to float me a host and send their viewers over my way when they decide to get offline. Right. Cause that's kind of a big way to like start kind of growing your viewer base. So for me, I kind of realized that this was a time that like, isn't consistently hit by anybody so i'm gonna wake up at five o'clock in the morning be live by six o'clock i would play with um two to three people one of them being john d the other one being dc tv dc tv actually came over to twitch with me and is a, a partner same as i am got uh paladin's partner and twitch partner when we came over because he did like the overnight hours so he had started like eight o'clock in the, the evening and go to like seven o'clock in the morning so I, so like I wake up, play a couple of games with him in the morning, you know, as he's kind of winding down, I'm getting started up and then he just basically floats his people over. And that's like now that's where they hang out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
So then are you now, have you kind of stuck to that model for the entire two years? Have you changed things around? Have you done, have you had to do some more late night streams? No, so I've definitely, I've definitely switched things up because for a while when I first started, you know, again, I was doing the, the, I guess you can say the lunchtime hours, you know, when Z-Man was sleeping. And as I got back into the workforce, I was working evenings at Target. That way, you know, when Allie got home from work, I'd go straight to work myself, right? And, you know, do some part-time hours. Um, and then I would get home at 1030 at night, eat, shower, get on and do like 11 to 2. Then wake up with Z-Man and then do the lunch hour rush. Since moving over to Mixer, I would say I've been pretty consistent as far as my early hours. Mm-hmm. This last month since going to Twitch, since um, I have now gone from a pond to like the biggest ocean in the world that there is, as far as like you know that genre, right? As far as when it comes to streaming, mm-hmm. there's not quite that same window there. So now I have a little bit more flexibility. Uh, I've been sleeping a little bit more. I'll start start up at like seven, seven thirty, eight o'clock, depending on the day, depending on what I'm doing. Um, like this morning, I I was trying to upload a video to YouTube. It was giving me issues, so I ended up not going live till about seven forty five. But now I'm going live between like seven and eight o'clock, getting off at like one to two p.m. Monday through Friday. Very nice. Uh, actually, answer my my next question too, which is uh, how many days are you doing now, and how many when you started? How many days were you doing? So when I first started, I, I was trying to hit, you know, at least like four or five days a week. It was basically what, kind of when I had the energy to it. Um, and big shout out to uh, my buddy. Um, we're just going to call him by his uh, his his gamer tag in case anybody from the community is watching. But big shout out to my homie Sil- Silver Bullet. Um, there was plenty of times when I was first starting. And like I would take a night off and be like, hey, bro, why aren't you getting online? Um, he was a truck driver at the time doing overnight stuff. And he would like literally pull me up on his tablet while he was doing his overnight driving just to give me that, that extra viewer. And there would be times he'd be like, yo, like, why aren't you getting online tonight? Like, well, I'm tired. I'm like, bro, but like, aren't you trying to like grow your audience? Like, <laughs> like he would push me like when I so when he comes into the chat, like when I try and tell people like a one from day one, like there were times that he was pushing me when like I myself wasn't pushing myself. So like big shout out to him for real. Um, But now at this point I do. So I try and do the morning time, uh, as I say on my YouTube videos, at least five, six, sometimes seven days a week. So it kind of depends on how I'm feeling. Sometimes I'll take either Saturday or Sunday off. Very nice. So, uh, amateur question here, but uh, the game that you're playing now, mostly, what is it? And Ooh, so lately, I've kind of turned into a variety streamer, to be honest with you, Trav. Um, so, variety streamers kind of play like, as it would probably suggest in the name, a variety <laughs> of game. Um, so, I've been playing, I took a little bit of a break from Paladins, because um, this last battle pass was like the longest time-wise that they had to like, for the like set of challenges you had, and I kind of kind of got stagnant with it. Um, so I've recently gotten to did, uh, gotten into Dead by Daylight. Either of you guys familiar? Yes. Okay. Cool. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not with either one of them. What kind of games are those? <laughs> so um, Paladins is a um, uh, is basically an arena shooter. It's a five v five. It follows. Um, it, it follows a Fortnite model to most of the extent. <clears throat> yeah, for the most okay. extent. Other than the fact that it's not a battle royale. Um, now, Dead by Daylight. It's got a lot of the. Uh, it's um, a lot of the DLC characters are from horror movies. So there's like uh, the killers. You've got like um, Ghostface from Scream, Mike Myers, Pyramid Head. Okay. All right. But um, Dead by Daylight is a asymmetrical survivor game. So you have one killer going against four survivors. Um, you load into ah. a game. 
you have to get five of the seven generators that are on our map up and running in order to get through the um, exegates. And uh-huh. the killer's job is to obviously make it so you you don't. So <laughs> um, I've had a lot of fun with it. There are a couple of people in my network of other streamers I had seen playing it. I thought it was fun. I recently got the Xbox uh, Xbox Game Pass, which okay. allows you to have like a very like big library of games that you can play for free. That was one of them. Um, so I finally bit the bullet because I was in a place where um, I was tired of raging at 630 in the morning um, on Paladins. <laughs> Um, so I was looking for something new. I got into Dead by Daylight. I've also been playing Rocket Arena, which just dropped two weeks ago, as of tomorrow. Um, they actually start season one tomorrow. Um, it, it's not catching the steam that I thought it would, but I've been trying to help do my part as a content creator, put some you know extra content out there and kind of promote it. Um, I'm about to be a and, huge nerd right now. Is that still free, or is that... Rocket Arena's okay? uh, Rocket Arena's is a pay to play. It's thirty bucks from a, uh, from EA. That's what I thought. Um, and then I've also been playing some Sea of Thieves lately as well. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So <clears throat> hold on. I got one more question, Steve, and then you could probably Sorry, take buddy. over here. All right. So on. Uh, so my vibes here, I'm catching is you got you have gamer skills, and so let's let's put that on a scale of one to ten, and then you have entertainment skills. I'm an awesome 10. entertainment. Okay. Um, so that- mostly, mostly because I, I, I think a lot of my like viewing likes watching from time to time when I, I, I do have some rage moments because uh, again, as you know, I'm, I'm very competitive. I fucking hate to lose. Um, <laughs> so sometimes that side does like kicking on, on me. Um, <laughs> but I would say from a side of, you know, when, when people start streaming, you have to realize one of two things, either you're a pro or you're an entertainer, Right. Mm-hmm. And I would like to say that I am a very good, like, mixture of both. I'm definitely no pro by any, like, any sorts of the yeah. means. But when I got into Dead by Daylight, like, I was able to get up to a rank one survivor, which is, like, something that a lot of people, should, like, struggle to get to for months. I did that in three weeks. Okay. Um, and I so got, you're so, good at gaming. So, so you I, are oh, good. Yeah. I'm good at gaming. I, I've yeah. got a knack for it. Um, but it for me, it's very much like taking it to the next notch and making it entertaining while I play. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I think if I was doing this, I'd be dropping f bombs all day, frustrated at myself. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there, there's a reason that my my audience is set for mature. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you're letting it fly a little bit too. Fair enough. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so let so let me ask you, Dunk. Do you do you play with the the general? Just let's just say same kind of five people, or do you kind of leave it open to? Like letting other like let's just say people that aren't really into the streaming business do they kind of come join up? Let's just say you got paladins going and you got a group of three and you decide so, to bring another person in. <clears throat> so paladins, uh, when I do play it, we actually play. Um, we call them Q Q community games instead of community games. All right. Yeah, you like that? Um, <laughs> but we play community games pretty much every day that I play. The only difference, the only time that like it's not like if you're following, you can join in is when I'm playing ranked, and that's mostly because uh, I'm in the diamond rank scale. So there's bronze, silver, gold. Uh, platinum, diamond, and then master. So at diamond, you can only queue with one other player. So I've got a partner that I queue with, you know, at that point when I play into ranked. But if we're not playing ranked, like there, you literally come in, if you're following, you use exclamation point join, you get put into a queue and you can come play with your boy. So, uh, so do you ever like fire up Madden? Could you do this and play Madden? Or 2K I probably or could, by, uh, but I absolutely despise Madden. What about 2K? 
certain you like 2K. I, I, I can't stand online sports games. I, I, I'll really? be, yeah, man. This online sports games kind of sure. take kind of take a different. For me, I do like 2K and this like 2K kind of hit like something really different when they had the whole my player thing and you control. Right one player on the court like that really like for me expect you know me i loved playing basketball growing up so yeah. especially once the shoulder went out like for me i was like oh yeah i'm, I'm hooping again mm-hmm. um but uh the 2k oh, hell i'm not gonna get sponsored by them or fucking partnered with them at any point <laughs> in the anytime soon they have stopped caring about their sports games years ago they basically put it out for people who they know we're gonna buy it because 2K is like the like the prevalent name in sports games. Right. Um. So I I don't find find it very enjoyable to play on like especially for like a continuous cycle. I gotcha. When so 2K21 when uh... comes out, I might pick it up and play it for like a week. But am I gonna be one of those guys that like my uh, my homie King Drip who puts out like a new build every week, puts it up on YouTube, and goes in the rec center and plays with his followers? Heck no. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that, That's not me. I, I, I ain't about that life. So the platinum level, if a guy that was like just starting out, like if I, if I hopped on there, I haven't played a video game in like eight years. If I hopped in there, I would get absolutely worked. These guys are really good, right? Yes. You're talking about as far as like the level I play on Paladins? Right. right. Like, yeah. When yeah, you're playing. Yeah. Yeah, you, you'd probably you you you'd get you get your stuff stuffed in a little bit, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Steve, you can get back to the serious questions. I, that, that's what I was working. But about. but this is kind of but this is kind of like where honestly like when we do the community games though like I do have so when um again going back to like who do I play with when I play like paladins and stuff like that I have where you your paladins account level has to be at least level forty level forty is not that hard to obtain you have to put in like maybe fifteen hours to get to that high you know what I'm saying uh-huh. that way you at least have a general sense of what you're doing. Yeah. But other than that, like we're we're really just having fun, you know, playing together, playing with the community. If yeah. I want to play for real, I'm gonna play ranked. I'm gonna play with my homie Jay, and we're gonna try and catch these dubs. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> uh, otherwise, we, we we are we're gonna we're gonna have fun. We're gonna play with who whoever's online, whoever's wants to play. And I think that was something that allowed me to like really see a lot of growth over on Mixer was because a lot of people, at least during that portion of the day, they weren't doing community games. You know? Yeah. I like it. I've always found that I've always found that question interesting, just because the the ones that I do watch are you know outside of you is you know people that do Apex. You know, we're talking about you know Stone Mountain. <clears throat> you know, I, I always feel like the people that enter their party, they always tend to tend to be different. So I'm just kind of curious of outside like who they bring in outside of just people that they're friends with. I would assume there's kind of more there's a more strict criteria. So I, I I've always wanted that question answered, and I, I appreciate appreciate you answering that. Um, we are actually kind of winding down here, so I kind of wanted to talk about one final part of, of your Twitch career uh, is that, so you've been doing this for two years. Uh, obviously, you've actually been able to make a living out of this. You've been able to, um, you know, you've actually you, uh, got an invitation, a letter from Twitch. Um, you know, you talked about being a partner uh, for, for for Paladins. That's what's kind of got you over to Mixer when that was a thing. Um what I want you to kind of talk about, because we love teachable moments here, is talk about the kind of the challenges of really trying to work for that, and then kind of what it, what what changed for you, and kind of what happened after you kind of got to that that point. So I kind of had 
a very, I think, fortunate past as far as on the business side of things. Kind of like we talked about, like you know, at the very, very beginning here. Like, obviously, I was a very business-oriented guy before I got into the gaming thing. You know, I, you know, I ran my, you know, I ran a couple locations in the Valvoline world. I came out here to help open up, but like a sales office. One thing you have to realize if you're getting into this, like if you're getting into this business. If you're wanting to be more than the guy who streams just to kind of connect with some buddies and maybe possibly maybe at some point grow this thing big, like if you're actually wanting to put time forward and hoping to, like to make something of it, you're an entrepreneur, right? So when you like, I, I Trav, if you were to open a business right now, how long would it take you to expect to start to like make money? Like real money or like like real money? Oh shit! I mean, I'd give myself at least a year runway, if not longer. Right. You, like the average, like the average business when you open up doesn't like the average business doesn't start making money until the second year. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like the statistic that flows out there. Yeah. Like it's, it's really no different than this. Like when you start off, you're very small. Um, I did not have like a network that I grew into. Some people, when they start like somebody that, um, is one of my moderators that just recently started streaming, you know, she moderates for like four or five, different like bigger streamers three of them being twitch partners so she had like she had a network to kind of when she started streaming to start kind of coming in and watching her play and stuff like that like i didn't have that when i started like i had legit bought an xbox you know one and hadn't played in like seven years when i started and <laughs> kind of like that, that's where i started at so like obviously her growth is going to be different than mine but even still for her like if she's going to continue to grow like it's going to be a year, year and a half until she starts making like a profit from it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be a point where you have to start, you know, you have to buy upgrades, you have to buy a better computer, you have to buy a graphics card, you have to buy a better mic because the original mic you bought is crap. And even with the best filters in the world, you can only make it sound so good. And you mm -hmm. want to make sure that the quality of product that you're putting out there is better than the next guy. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the biggest thing for me starting off was realizing that as much work as you put in streaming, even at the time at the time was like five, six hours, you know, a day, like that's the light work. The heavy work is taking stuff from that stream, making clips, posting them on Instagram, posting them on Twitch, putting something together for YouTube. Because because Twitch doesn't have a lot of discoverability on the platform itself. You have to use all these other outlets to find viewers to come watch you on Twitch. Oh, that's interesting. So, like, as I put in, I stream, like, you know, even now I stream, like, 55, 60 hours a week. But then on top of that, you know, I'm, I edit Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday nights, whether it be for YouTube. In between streams on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, I'm, I'm pulling clips and putting them onto Twitter and Instagram. Like, there's a lot more to it than simply pressing go live and entertaining a crowd. That's the easy part. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Huh. Well, one final piece of advice for people that are trying to get into this line of business. What do you got? Um, I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, it, 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 I hate to make it sound like it's that simple, but it, it really is. Like, it's going to be a process. And anything that's worth being good at is worth completely sucking at it first. Mm -hmm. like so many people when they first start it, like if one thing i learned when now that i finally started like grinding out the youtube phase that's the next thing to try and try and get monetized is try and get my youtube page monetized is nobody's first youtube videos look great and i'm sure <laughs> yeah. you guys 
I'm sure you guys know that from like just a podcast. I'm sure even now, what you guys are like three and a half months in. About yeah. three months. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure if you even now, if you look back at like the very first podcast, you kind of guys are like kind of like, oh, I wish we kind of would have done this and we would have done <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. But if yeah. you wouldn't have just like buckled down and recorded the first podcast, like you wouldn't have had something to build on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes people get so stuck up in their head of like they keep trying to plan how to make the product perfect instead of just doing it and perfecting their craft. Does that make sense? Yeah, it it makes a lot of sense, and I, and I and I don't want to like demean demean anybody by by the saying, but I've always contributed video game streaming to kind of podcasting because there's so, so many similarities that comes to it, especially for those that actually want to turn this into an like an actual business. And you know, mm-hmm. I've actually done research on on what it takes to kind of really get into the world of video game streaming because I love video games. I feel like I'm actually good at video games, and you know, <clears throat> why don't you stream, Stephen? I don't think my wife would ever let me, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> that, that, I, you know, I'm a super competitive so person. I've heard that I, from, so I definitely understand that for sure. I'd have to do it. I'd have to do it really late at night, and I'm a night owl anyway. But I get, I get I'm like you. I'm competitive. I get loud, and I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll join you on your uh, next community activities. Fire them so, up, Steve. We'll, we'll, we'll see if it's the next career move for me. You got, you got to um, start somewhere, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I got a microphone. Um, all right. So hey, if, I thought, if you end up, hold on, Steve, if you end up doing it, make sure you get that recorded. We want to put that up on the socials. You're getting worked by uh, Duncan here on uh, whatever game it is you're playing. <laughs> We'd be on the same team. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, you don't play against? Oh, I want to see him work you. <laughs> nah, I mean, we could probably work that out too, but. <laughs> Do some sort of grudge match or something. All right. <laughs> Okay, so I want to I want to end this by playing a game. Okay. So we have right. known each other for 17, 18, 19, 20 years. Um, so obviously, I feel like we we know each other quite well. Uh, I know Duncan, you've you've moved to the East Coast, so we really actually even had a full on conversation in quite some time. But I figured it'd be kind of fun to bring back an old game that the Happy Hour Hangout loves to play, which is called Most Likely to. Who's most likely to? Okay. So all, right. all three of us are actually going to play. I'll I'll ask the questions, um, and we'll probably do probably do a couple rounds. Um, and whoever uh, gets the most votes has to take a drink. You guys, good with that? I mean, I'm going to drink regardless, but that's fine. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So before I read, let me take a quick quick drink here. All right. I specifically chose this as our first question. Who's most likely to know the complete lineup for a sports team? Oh. Um, so I think it depends on the, what sport are we talking? doesn't matter. Oh, oh man, that's a, that's a wild card for me. So I would have said, I would have said 15 years ago, hands down, Duncan. Uh, hands down. Now I, I'm wondering. I'm, I'm probably saying Steven on this, to be real. Yeah, well, now that you gave that away, I'm definitely going Steven then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would have guessed it would have been real close. I uh, I unfortunately don't pay that much attention to the finer details, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, Steve's probably the winner. Now, here. I think if we're talking, like, NBA, I, I, I probably got Steven there. Baseball, I would probably honestly say Trav. Just I know, I, because I've I, always... I would tell you that you're full of it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, I would know NBA really, I would know NBA well, and that might be my only one. Yeah. 
pro football I'm even bad about. Unless you're a big fantasy guy, I don't I won't know who you are really. You know, I haven't done fantasy in in so long. I, I actually think one of my last years playing fantasy, we did the salary league back the year that Randy Moss and Tom Brady broke the uh record for <laughs> touchdowns. And I was top 100 on YouTube, on uh, Yahoo that year. That was the last, like one of the last times, like I for real played like <laughs> fantasy sports. And that was because I did so good. I'm like, I'm out, cashing yeah, out. Like, I'm good. That's it. Yep, I'm I'm riding out on a high note. You know, it's awesome. I'm gonna vote for myself because I can confidently say that I can probably out name players on teams in any sport outside of college. So three votes for there Steve. Here, Steve. Do you guys want to do another sports one? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. Who's most likely to always know about all the latest sports scores? Uh, I keep up on sports scores pretty good. I do that better than lineups, mostly because that's like what I, you know, since I'm, I'm spending so much time editing and stuff, I, I, I stay really good on my sports scores. Um, I. I, I also would vote for myself on this one, too. So, Trav, you're the tiebreaker. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I would probably go Steve on this one, too. Uh, I know it's not me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, sports, I guess. Yeah, I guess Steve, I, I guess. I would say over the last couple months, since I've really gotten focused into my grind, um, I, I haven't been paying as much close attention to sports. I can't wait, though, now that sports are starting and now that I've gotten into the uh, hang of, you know, editing and all that. On Cue Sports is bringing a comeback. You've heard that oh, no comes. kidding. Dude, yeah. so fun fact. You know what we should do, Steve? We should get the clip of you being on uh, First Take, Dunk, and, and blast facts? that out to the socials. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, Will I, you send that I to us, please? Damn. Yeah, I love that damn clip. Yeah, I've watched it so many times. It's so great. <laughs> it is. You it, mostly, it, it, it mostly turned into me saying that if if Braun's in your top two, then KD's got to be in your top ten. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, make sure you send that to us. Yeah, that's yeah, good. I can I send like it that. up. <laughs> All right, question number three: Who's most likely to be the most photogenic person? Photogenic. Oh man, I don't know. Dunk's got a pretty good beard. <laughs> I'm I'm voting for me there. I'm I'm a I'm a ham. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, I've always kind of been that way though. So there it is. I'm going dunking on this one too. Hey, uh, I was actually going to vote Travis because Travis posts more pictures because he has twin daughters and a true true a wife that takes way too many pictures. But he's so. taking but, pictures of them, not of himself. Yeah, that's not me. Yeah. I, I try to stay out of the pictures. I don't know. You're in a you're in a lot of there's a lot of pictures that I see of you outside and your daughter's just at the window. It's kind of, it's kind of waving oh, by. Yeah, so I'll, I'll I'm just that. saying I, I had no shame doing it in backwards jerseys and do rags when I was like sixteen. So <laughs> Duncan uh, Duncan gets the point for that one. So <laughs> next question who's most likely to wear the same clothes two days in a row? Oh man, depends on what you catch me. We will not. We will not do undergarments for this question. Yeah, I've gotten a bad habit of so I've been working from home mostly here over the last however long we're into this. I mean, a lot of people watch what I'm wearing, so I cannot do that. So I'm not voting for myself. (laughs) Well, I'm a. I kind of. I'll wrap myself out. I kind of go where I. uh, I've got kind of like a midday like workout routine, and uh, and so then I shower, but then I wear the same thing from that night. Sleep 
wake up, do my calls. So I'll have this shirt on actually tomorrow morning for my calls. So Does that maybe count, that's me. Because that's not even I, I don't know. hours or I mean, yeah, Steve, I mean, you'd be the tiebreaker. I mean, what does that count? That's 24 <laughs> hours though, right? So, Steve, actually, what are you I'm gonna, thinking? I'm going to vote for myself because uh, I've been homebound since March and I'm going to be homebound until 2021. And quite honestly, I don't care enough to <laughs> know those things. So, actually, I vote for myself. Does right. the point go to me? I, I wasn't keeping point, score on that one. Yeah, Points, I'm cool with that. I think all I said was the point is not me on my vote. So, because <laughs> if I wear like if I even wear the same color shirt, sometimes people are like, "Is that the same shirt as yesterday?" Or... <laughs> all right. So uh, for those that are keeping tally, Stephen has three, Travis has zero, and Duncan's got one. Oh, I didn't share this, but I I got my I drink in a no thing shirt just for you guys today since we're on the happy hour hangout. Dude, I I love that shirt. Who's most likely to eat a bug on purpose? Travis. Oh, man. Just to say that he did it. No, 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 no. No? I feel like, actually, I'm going to go with Dunk on this one because I feel like if someone told him to do it on a stream. Oh yeah, and no, that's a good point. Like something, that, something. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Actually, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna throw me some bitties or a sub, I'm gonna do it <laughs> within reason. Yep, dunk, yeah. Duncan, it is. Yeah, Dunk's, that, got, that's, Dunk's got the that's point fair. on that one. That's fair. Who's most likely to get locked out of their house? I mean, I remember crawling through Travis's back window at one point in time, back <laughs> over on good old Chevy Drive. So, <laughs> d- does that count or? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think that does count. And actually, I'm going to vote for you for that. All right. There we go. I'm on the board. Cheers. <laughs> Do you remember that at all, Trav? I, I don't know. Um, I feel really bad in enough. retrospect for your brother, though. Um, because obviously everyone always picks on their little brother, right? Like that's just kind of part of the bonding thing. And like, I finally had like a family, like someone to like call my family, like my brother, you, you guys were my brothers for like when we were on Chevy. So yeah. your brother got it like extra hard because he was like my little brother too. So he got it from you. He got it from me. Oh, yeah. I feel like he got it from the Sherry's a little bit down the street oh, yeah. too. Um, yeah. so there for a while, um, he, he was kind of, he kind of the guy other than Lamont. Lamont kind of got it quite pretty hard too. Uh-huh. Your, your 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 brother got it quite a bit all the way around. <laughs> a little bit, a little so, bit. So, the score is, I believe, I, I know I have three. Duncan, you have how many? Two or three? Yes, three. <laughs> Travis, I think you have one. So, Travis, I'm going to let you kind of be the tiebreaker. You're going to actually answer this question that'll determine a winner. All right. Just me and Duncan. Who is most likely to have a secret talent that would surprise the other player? That would That's not fair because you know my biggest surprise. Yeah, I was gonna say that is that really isn't that fair because if you didn't know that uh, that Dunk here could uh, could give you the business on the bars, you would uh, that would be a shocking. That See, would definitely right. be shocking. Let's get a different Let me, question. Let's do a different <laughs> question. 
<laughs> can, I, can I tell you actually? So what's funny is I've used like some of my old songs. I've started using. I've I've been using for like alerts and stuff, whether it be for like hosts and like uh-huh. or you know when people donate and stuff. And it's finally come to the point like in the last I would say maybe six weeks, people are because now like the DMCA strikes have been out heavy. People for uh-huh. the you know digital media copyright act. And they've noticed that my alerts haven't changed. And they've been like, so I've noticed your alerts haven't changed. And they mention your name. Is is that you? <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. That's like, me, surprise. baby. Circa 2011, <laughs> baby. All right. I'm going to give you a very outlandish one. All right. Let's have it. Who is most likely to join a cult? Join a cult? Yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, usually I, it's, gonna make, it's gonna make you think on this one. Uh, Duncan, you and I don't get a vote. This is all Trav. That, that's fine. I'm gonna go. I'm going Steve. Why? And I think the reason is is that Steve, what I what I know about you is that you're a very nice guy, and you never want to hurt anybody's feelings. And so I think if somebody that you were close to came to you. And brought up the idea of a cult, you you would probably go experience it for the day just so you didn't have to tell them they were fucking loonies. That, that's what it costs to be against the grain all the time, Chad, right there. You see that? <laughs> so cheers, Steve. You win. Okay, so I know in the past, I've, I've listened to some of your guys' episodes. And by the way, your it's podcast is freaking, is freaking amazing, by the way. But I, I need to share a story. All right, because let's hear it. it's, it's something that reminds me of Travis every time I think about this. So, oh, Stephen, I, I don't know let's if go. you know this, but um, Travis and I. So, Travis got me my first job, and then I got Travis his second job ever, uh-huh. which was at the tuxedo shop. So, I learned something about Travis at the second job that I didn't know, even though at that point in time I had known him for like quite a while, right? Four years, four or five yeah. years. So, yeah. Yeah. You, the, so we so worked. The, the, just hold on, hold on. The second job is Men's Warehouse, right? It was at a place that got bought out by Men's Warehouse. It was uh, and, After Hours Formal Wear. That's right. That's right. It turned and into it, MW. It turned into MW later, Tux. Yeah. Correct. Right, yep. Yep. Go ahead, continue. So we were working there. And so our jobs, right, like we would work with the people after they went and got their dresses. They'd come in, they'd get the tuxedo selections. And so our big thing was that we would coordinate colors with David Bridal, right? You're going to love this story, Stephen. I swear to God you will. <laughs> so, and I hope I don't expose something that you, no, uh, that Travis I don't. Is. So I hadn't known at this point. I had known again, I had known Travis for like four or five years. And so we, I was, we would work together quite a bit because we had both be, you know, evening workers because we worked, you know, during the day. And there was one point I was in the back, I was doing an email, I want to say, and Travis was out helping a couple and he's like, oh yeah, I see you got this color. Let me go in the back and check with this chart and see like what color it coordinates with well. (laughs) And Travis comes back and he's like, hey, bro, what what colors does this work with right here? And up to this point, I had no idea that the guy was like kind of colorblind. <laughs> All right. So a couple things. One, I have actually heard this story before. <laughs> two, two. Um, yes, I do know that Travis is colorblind. I think we've actually talked about it on this podcast before. And three. Our inner circle, our deal was literally trying at random times, pointing to something and asking Travis, "Hey, what color is that?" What color is and that? Trying to guess what it is. I think and I did that for like four give, months after I finally give that found man that. credit. He literally nine out of ten times always got it 
in the in the in the right vicinity, and and so we have a sp- uh, particularly good friend. His name is uh, rhymes with Matt Schlakenberger. Um, always tests Travis's cognitive skills when it comes to colors. Um, it's a, so. <laughs> It's not my biggest strength. It's not my biggest strength. I just but, remember uh, the first he, time I was sitting at the desk. I was like, "Are are you fucking with me right now?" Like, <laughs> it's nope, uh, dead serious. <laughs> Still there. <laughs> so we definitely definitely know that too. So once again, I either win slash lose more likely to. That's 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 terrible. But uh, anyway. <laughs> Um, we want to kind of wrap things up here a little bit. Uh, we're going to do kind of a quick shout out. Um, so obviously, uh, Duncan being in the streaming world, you've got yourself a Q community. Am I saying that correctly? That, that is correct. That is correct. You want um, to give Nathan, a shout out to them. So, man, so go ahead and knock that out, man. They've been absolutely phenomenal. So actually like just before all of this, um, Corona stuff, like kind of really started popping off as like, as you know, you're working from home. I think Trav at this point is still for the most part yep. working from home. Um, before all of that popped off, I actually, um, I had lost my job um, that I had at the time. And that's really when I made like a push to make this like a full-time gig. Um, and as the community has continued to grow, um, you know, we were pushing for mixer for partnership over on mixer. And then we, we heard that um, that we were getting broken up with through text, essentially from Mixer when they posted it online. Um, it was it was a really big shock, and so coming back to Twitch, um, we had a really awesome first month. We got almost up to 150 subs, um, a whole bunch of you know other stuff that went along with that. Uh, the community has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, there are multiple times over the course of this last couple of months that like when I when I get done streaming and I think about like everything that like we've accomplished and everything that's kind of come through where we've come from, even just from the last, like since the beginning of 2020. So seven months at this point, like it, it honestly blows my mind. So for all the guys in the, uh, all the guys and gals in the community, um, my mods who show up, literally every day whether i show up at six o'clock in the morning or i'm late because i've been an absolute putz last month um you guys are absolutely amazing i love my community y'all are great um our goals are so much bigger than what we've already accomplished as far as like partnership with twitch or anything like that like obviously we got things we want to accomplish with the um children's alopecia project we've got things we want to accomplish with the vfw you guys have been like so like motivating towards accomplishing those goals and i greatly appreciate y'all so you got a text message from Mixer that basically was telling you that they were shutting down. We got to see it over there on Twitter. So like literally oh, okay, I was okay, streaming okay. one day. So I, for people who don't know, there was a weekend uh, essentially five weeks ago at this point. There was a lot of stuff that went down. Um, different um, female streamers talking about stuff that went on at like partnered only events with as far as like um, – sexual assault and stuff like that there was accusations from an old mixer employee talking about some pretty messed up stuff like it all happened basically from a friday to a sunday Mm -hmm. um literally that monday when i was about to go live i almost posted in my discord which for those who don't know what discord is it's basically like an open like forum chat for your community Mm -hmm. um and i almost posted was like yo like with everything going on like who would be with me if I switched back to Twitch because like, I really wasn't feeling the vibes from mixer after the weekend. 
I get done with my stream at like 1.30. I see a friend of mine is doing a web show, which was weird because normally she does not stream at that time. And I pull it up and she had just like pulled up the t- uh, the tweet from Twitter that was like, oh, yeah, hey, by the way, uh, we sold off to Facebook and we're going to be closed in a month. Interesting. That was it. Like they didn't like Discord message anybody, like even like partners who had been partners since 2017. Like they had no heads up. We all basically got broken up with through a text message via Twitter that was like, oh, hey, by the way, we're done, bro. But we paid Ninja 30 million, so it's all good. <laughs> God, I, I am such a nerd. I understood everything you just said. Um, all right. So I got, I got the 30 million part. <laughs> <laughs> And the word ninja. Um, all right, go. so that's going to kind of wrap things up. So for those that want to check Duncan out on um, on, on Twitch, you can find him at Yo Yo Boy Q uh, Q U E. If you're spelling C-U-E. it correctly, C U E. I say Q U E. Sorry. Also, um, by the way, if you happen to have Amazon Prime, it mm. gives you a free subscription through Twitch every month that you can use towards your favorite broadcaster. That's a good point. Cool thing though is it doesn't have to be your like Amazon Prime. It could be your mom's, your dad's, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your uncles, your neighbors, your dog walker. It doesn't cost them anything, but they link your account. It gets you a free subscription that you can use over at twitch.tv slash yoboyq. Fantastic. Ah, all right. Trav, you got anything before we sign off? No, Dunk, I appreciate you doing this, man. This was great catching up and uh, certainly hearing some stories. And uh, man, it's uh, good to see you. Glad you're doing well. And uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for doing this for sure. Yeah, and guys, I'm actually going to be in town here in like five weeks. The holiday was that Labor Day coming up? Memorial Day? Labor Day? Labor Memorial Day? Labor Day? Labor Day? Labor Day? I'm gonna be in town Labor Day weekend. So uh, if y'all want to like, with that text, dude. Yeah, man, we'll link up and we'll figure something out. Cool. All right. Well, hey, for everybody at the Happy Hour Hangout Podcast, one final cheers. We're signing off. Cheers. Cheers.